We interviewed Takashi Fukuda for Jesus the Game Changer Season 2 in his home in Tokyo, Japan. Takashi was the first non-Western missionary to work for Wycliffe Bible Translators. Taking his family to a remote Philippines village, he spent years translating the Bible into one of the local languages. Takashi shares his remarkable story with us, as well as some of the history of Christian persecution in Japan. So, Fukuda-san, what was the religious background of your family? Uh, most uh, Japanese families, uh, they are both Buddhist and Shintoist. Many homes have a Shinto shrine and the Buddhist altar, which was also my case. Uh, my uh, family, parents were very religious, very devout, both uh, Buddhist as a Shinto. A funeral is uh, done by Buddhist temples and uh, New Year's and all the uh, beginning of a baby or like those uh, good things uh, go to Shinto shrine. So uh, periodically we had all, all, all through the year quite a number of uh, uh, rituals. In your high school days, you decided to become a Christian. Yes. How did that happen? Um, I went into uh, high school born againers. Uh, a friend of mine uh, invited me to go. Uh, that was, um, I didn't know. Uh, but uh, it was an evangelistic meeting and then I was the only person, <laughs> the new person who is there. So the preacher preached at me and uh, which is uh, the story of Nicodemus, uh, but I didn't understand. But uh, people there, uh, I felt they have something uh, new, something shining, uh, the atmosphere or the relationship among them. Uh, I felt uh, they were very sincere and they are kind. Uh, so I uh, decided to go to the regular meetings uh, every, every week. So that was the beginning, yeah. Do you remember deciding that, yes, I'm going to be a Christian, I won't be a Shinto or Buddhist? I bought the Bible uh, for the first time in my life, uh, my personal copy. And uh, I kept on going to the meeting, but also started reading from the book of Matthew. Um, then when it came to the section where Jesus is talking about uh, the grave, the outside is uh, white and painted clean. And then inside is uh, rotten bones. So I felt that is Jesus is talking about me. And because I was also listening to the gospel message, I understood uh, Jesus died for my sins and make it clean. Uh, so I believed in Jesus. On the 4th of June, uh, in my uh, 10th year, uh, that was a wonderful thing. When your parents found out, were they okay with you being a Christian? Uh, no. Um, so they felt like uh, Jewish uh, people, they lost the son. Yeah, I am the oldest. I am f four, four of us, uh, three boys and one girl. I am the number one boy. 
I am to inherit. Uh, but inherit means not only the properties, but uh, inherit all the ancestors, all, all the uh, rituals that uh, to be offered to the ancestors. Uh, so they, uh, uh, knowing that now I am a Christian, uh, they felt uh, they lost the son. Uh, so uh, uh, still I, I have a consequence, like uh, we have a family grave that my younger brother inherited it. Uh, and then uh, uh, I want to be, uh, my bones will not be, uh, uh, be into that uh, grave, yeah. Mm, that's, so, that's difficult. Yeah, yeah, very difficult. You, later on you yeah. became interested in Bible translation. Yeah, yeah. What sparked your interest in Bible translation? My, uh, my uh, high BA, high school born againers, uh, also emphasized on the missions. And there was a missions prayer group, so I uh, was a member of that. Um, then uh, within that uh, group, um, they want to share their prayer request. And then I got interested into the work of Bible translation uh, through reading Japanese version of uh, 2000 Tongues to Go, which was uh, published by Wycliffe USA. Uh, I read the shorter uh, version story in Japanese, and I got uh, so uh, uh, interested because I, in my elementary days, I had a hobby of uh, listening to the shortwave radio, mm -hmm. uh, listening to different languages, uh, imagining, oh, how do, how the people look like, or how do they live their lives? Uh, so I, I had an interest in language and culture of a different uh, 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 countries. Then I also had an interest in education uh, developed in my junior high school days. Then I became a Christian, uh, so uh, wanting to sh share the good news of Jesus Christ. So those three things, the language, uh, education, and evangelism uh, are in in the in that uh, booklet uh, the I read uh, talking about the missionaries going to Brazil uh, learning the language and making alphabets or making dictionaries I, I I also like dictionary the first book in my life I bought is the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> In that book, yeah. they talk about um, missionaries dying. Yeah. Did that not put you off? No, no, no. Uh, but the the life of a missionaries will be very difficult. You know, going to the jungles of Amazon, uh, life is very hard, very primitive. Uh, then, but learning the language, the unknown language, and never been the knowledge of that language is. Nowhere in the world, <laughs> uh, you are the first one to go 
And then I, I really did my uh, study, so I, I made a dictionary and also I wrote the, the grammar of the, my language uh, for my uh, uh, master uh, thesis. So yeah. you, you contacted Whitcliffe, yeah, yeah, were yeah, they yeah. keen? Um, I wrote to the um, uh, Wycliffe USA, that was uh, Santa Ana, California uh, before. So I wrote and then the letter went to uh, the candidate secretary and then the, this person wrote me back and, uh, and then I requested um, the printed materials be sent periodically. Uh, so. Um, I started receiving those and then uh, because I like in, uh, language and then also learning English so uh, I translated some of them uh, and then started in my first year of uh, university started uh, printing those uh, news uh, stories and to share with the Christians so uh, uh, it it was uh, something. Were you the, were you the first outside of uh, uh, North America to become a Bible translator with Wycliffe? Um, Wycliffe started in the USA. Uh, went to the first Anglo-Saxon is it the correct term or I don't know but uh, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, England, and also other Western nations, Germany. Uh, like uh, Netherlands and those countries. Um, by the time I wrote, uh, there was uh, about 20, 25 uh, Wycliffe uh, organizations. Mm -hmm. But uh, Wycliffe Japan um, was the first non-Western uh, uh, Wycliffe that was established. But the uh, leadership was uh, hesitant uh, because of, uh, okay, so Uncle Cam, I respect him mm -hmm. and uh, founder, and because of him, we are here now. Uh, but uh, he had uh, also influenced by the, um, the U.S. culture that uh, his, his idea was um, all, all of us white people, uh, Westerners, uh, were given the mandate to go to the ends of the world to bring the gospel, do the Bible translation. So he he really wanted to basically U.S. Uh, Christians the chance to go out, do the task. So in his uh, radar scope, he didn't have uh, non-Westerners coming to join. Uh, it's uh, very difficult thing for him. Yeah. So he was struggling, I think, what to do? What is the will of God? But praise God that uh, uh, they discerned and then decided uh, that uh, we could Japan be the first non-Western uh, uh, Wycliffe organization. And after that, there are many, many Wycliffe organizations. And then now over uh, 50, uh, percent of uh, all the weekly workers come from uh, non-Western uh, nations, but that is the result of the 200 years 
of uh, sacrifices and uh, efforts. You, you ended up going to the Philippines. Yeah. So give us a picture. You go to the Philippines, you're there um, with your wife, you're in the village. What do you do? Mm. That in 1977, there were three openings of a new Bible translation uh, offered to us. So uh, we went to the first one on the list and then uh, decided it will be assigned there. Uh, so there was no road. So we had to hike over the mountains uh, 10 hours. Uh, it gets to about uh, 2,300 meters uh -huh. high yeah. and then go down, uh, so up and down. Uh, we had two kids, four and two years old, and narrow path, uh, lots of uh, leeches. Uh, then uh, so that means no electricity, uh, no road, no clinic, no telephone, no uh, no running water, uh, no gas, uh, no toilet, no shower. Uh, you go down to the river to take a shower, and there was uh, only one uh, pit hole toilet. Very, very simple, <laughs> just a hole uh, in the school. So we went to the school uh, for a toilet. Any time you thought this is not a good idea? No, 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 this is, this is where we should be. But it, it wasn't easy, uh, especially when our kids get sick. Um, uh, no way, uh, just uh, hold the baby or hold the kids and pray. Uh, so it was a difficult time. And, uh, was the village open to you being there? Were they keen for you to be there? Uh, we flew to a neighboring uh, village, then uh, hiked 10 hours, and we spent two days there. And uh, village people, um, about 2,000 2, of them, uh, then uh, the, the tribal leaders and uh, uh, school teachers and uh, government uh, workers about a hundred of them uh, gathered in the afternoon of Sunday for about three, four hours, talking about whether they allow us to come or not. And then uh, they were, their memory or experience of the wartime, uh, that was 1977, so 1945 to 17, 22 years. The first Japanese they, they have seen after the war. Uh, there were, in that region, there were many um, fightings, uh, battles, so many uh, dead, dead Japanese dead soldiers. And there was also one, one of the three villages in our area were burnt down by uh, Japanese. Uh, so um, uh, the question I didn't understand, but we went with uh, our neighboring uh, project uh, uh, missionaries uh, into that area. Uh, so he interpreted it for me. Then uh, questions were, uh, are, th are those Japanese coming 
uh, to prepare for the next war. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so uh, a lot of things uh, they discussed. And then uh, some, of, some of the village people were killed by the Japanese. Uh, so uh, uh, they wondered. Uh, then and our companion, the, our uh, weekly worker, explained they want to learn the language. Uh, they are Christians, they want to translate the Bible, also give uh, uh, literacy uh, programs, and then they agreed. Mm. If they don't agree, we, don't, we cannot go. Uh, no outsiders <laughs> come uh, into the area. Yeah. What book in the Bible did you start on? Uh, we did the uh, book of Luke. Uh, we studied the uh, language and uh, uh, basically uh, learning the language with kids and uh, making uh, dictionary cards, uh, three by five, and uh, also analyzing the grammar and did the book of Luke. Mm -hmm. um, so how long did that take to translate Luke? About one year, I think. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit thick book, but uh, we did our work. Yeah. How? What was the hard bits? Were there were there words that you couldn't translate or concepts that you couldn't translate? Uh, yeah, our uh, way of uh, translating it's uh, not word for word, uh, but uh, we translate concept into. Uh, another language, so uh, not adding to anything to the text, but uh, help the readers to understand, not to have a, a misunderstanding. So like an uh, example is like, uh, okay, we all know Simon and Peter, it's a name, two names for one person. Uh, but uh, during the checking, we asked the naive readers, who is the father, what is the name of a father of Simon Peter? And then uh, oh, everyone says Peter, because the second name is the name of a father in our culture. So uh, we say like Simon, uh, who is also called Peter. So the text, uh, our translation doesn't add anything, but uh, try to avoid the misunderstanding. I assume in the Philippines there are yeah. no sheep. So how do you deal with something like sheep in the uh, Bible? Sheep uh, or like a snow. Yes. Uh, we don't have a snow. Uh, we add like a picture of a sheep uh, in, the, in the, the book of Luke uh, so that uh, people can understand, uh, like uh, we are in, in, into the mountains and when we did the book of Acts, uh, there are many terms that non-existent, uh, like uh, parts of the ship, uh, people have no idea. So we need to put a, a picture uh, in, in the, the book uh, so that people can refer to it. When the people got the Bible, Luke or Acts, or the Bible in their own language, what, what was that like for them? Yes, um, I need to say, 
our area is uh, uh, Christianized uh, about 1930s, but um, even before coming over Christianity, they believed in Creator God. Mm. Yeah, but uh, they think Creator God is a good God, so you don't need to pay attention to Him. But there is also a the spiritual world or unseen world, we human beings need to pay always attention to those spirits, spirit of the water, spirit of the forest. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, when we were walking, uh, hiking uh, like 10 hours, we have lunch, uh, eat rice, and then the village people take some of their portions of the rice and put it on the stones and then this is for you uh, we give you so don't bother us don't do anything harm to us so they believe this uh, this uh, middle space is very big for them and then the christianity came so they they uh, associated this uh, creator god and the christian god but uh, basic uh, worldview didn't change, but uh, reading the the book of Luke, they they know who Jesus was, how how he lived, uh, what he did, what he taught. But also we did uh, translate the book of Joseph, a part of uh, Genesis. Uh, so uh, when they read the Bible, like a Joseph story or a Genesis story or a book of Luke, or a book of Acts, they can put the uh, content into the world, and that, that changes the worldview. They don't need to be afraid of the spirits, but Jesus is more powerful than the spirits. They, they, they shouldn't be afraid of, uh, of the spirits. Japan, there yeah. was 250 years of oppression yeah. of yeah. Christians. Yeah. Why did they oppress Christians? Uh, I think um, the shogun government, shogun means the commander-in-chief, and uh, during that time was uh, the military government, and they saw what was happening in Asian countries. The missionaries come, European powers come, and then they make those countries colonies of uh, uh, those European nations. Uh, the only Thailand and Japan didn't become colonies of any other nations. Uh, so the Shogun government saw Christianity is a threat to the stability of a nation. And then so uh, at the beginning they allowed it. Uh, then. After uh, about 50 years, it grew rapidly, and they uh, and some of the feudal laws give uh, the part of their land to the Society of Jesus, uh, the Jesuits. So the already in Japan there were the, like a small colonies of uh, uh, European powers, and then so the government. Uh, so this needs to be 
uh, totally wiped out. Uh, so they set up the system to uh, persecute them. How did, how did they check whether people were Christians or not? Uh, they uh, made uh, every family, household in Japan be uh, members of a Buddhist temple. Before that, it was uh, not necessary to become a member, but uh, every household became a member. And then uh, if uh, one person is found to be a Christian by because they did annual checkup of all the members of a temple, stepping on the image of uh, Jesus or Mary or a cross. And uh, if uh, one person is found uh, to be a Christian, all of, all of the people will be killed in the village. Uh, so, and then they, they, that, that the village or the temple be under very severe watch for four, three, four generations. Wow. Uh, so uh, uh, it was very uh, thorough system of finding out the Christian. Uh, when they stepped on, on the pictures, they watched them closely? Yes, yeah. Because they see the facial expressions of uh, people, mostly farmers, uh, on their face expressions. And if something happens, uh, like uh, the hint of agony uh, in themselves, uh, they would uh, um, interrogate more and they, they try to find out. Yeah. Church leaders weren't just martyred, they were actually tortured until they recanted. They wanted people to recant faith, didn't yeah, they? Yes, yes, yes. As the years go by, there were no priests. The priests were all expelled or they were uh, many, also some of them were uh, uh, forced to deny their faith and uh, recanted. So those 250 years, um, the Christianity existed without priests, without leaders, all the uh, uh, ordinary Christians, but they divided the jobs. Uh, one family inherit the keeping the calendar uh, to fit with the, uh, the when is the Christmas when is uh, Easter. So one family keeps the calendar. One family is uh, responsible for baptism, and then uh, that family uh, memorizes the prayer for baptism in Latin and then hand down to generation to generation. And then some other families are responsible for uh, uh, Lord's Supper, sacrament. Uh, so, uh, and then they have a, a statue of uh, Buddha uh, that they are worshiping. I mean, then up on the other side, there is uh, like a cross uh, or the uh, Mary, the image of Mary or Jesus. So, how, how did they survive for 200 years? I mean, it's generation after generation. How did they survive that long? Uh, the ones who survived, the entire village were Christians. And then they were able to hide 
their faith and then uh, they kept on doing a baptism they kept on doing the uh, they say oratio uh, the prayer uh, they gather together during night time and then uh, have a prayer according to the calendars uh, so uh, because of the entire village were Christians uh, mostly in Nagasaki area um, they were able to keep on uh, doing. What impact do you think there is on the Christian church today of that oppression then? Um, I think uh, the Christianity uh, is still viewed as evil um, uh, against the Japanese culture, um, against the emperor, against the culture. Uh, so that is um, uh, very deep into the, the DNA of a regular, uh, ordinary Japanese people. And the uh, impact is still very strong. Uh, what's, the, what's the church in Japan like today? Um, we have about 8,000 churches. Uh, many uh, churches were planted after the war. Uh, many mission organizations came out from China and then uh, landed in Japan and started their work. Uh, but also there were many uh, churches even before the war. Um, then uh, 8,000 churches, uh, 10,000 pastors, but uh, it is aging population now as a general and also the Christian church. Uh, so the members, believers, are also aging, but also the uh, pastors, leaders. So I am 72, but 70 years old and above, uh, 5,000 among uh, 10,000. So 50 to 70 is uh, 4,000, 40%, and 50 years old below is 1,000, only 10%. So it, uh, that means also the church uh, in Japan, they became believers and then they were able to maintain their faith but didn't uh, share their gospels to their neighbors, also to their children. Uh, so the average of uh, uh, time span of uh, Christians in the church is four years. You make a uh, lot of efforts to win a person to Christ and be baptized, but after four years, average, and they disappear. So what is the size of the churches, of those 8,000 churches, what's the size of those churches? Uh, the average is 25 people. Uh, so. Uh, the, um, the system was like a one church, one pastor, one uh, church building. Uh, so, uh, but at this time they cannot maintain uh, that uh, uh, one pastor, one building, uh, because uh, 25 people and then uh, losing more, and then just to maintain the building, uh, and then also paying for the pastor, uh, it's uh, getting very difficult. 
Yeah. What percentage of Japan is Christian? Uh, it's uh, less than one percent. Uh, never been over one percent. Yeah, because uh, I think this um, the emperor system is a big, big issue. The, during the Roman Empire, the Christians confess Jesus is the Lord, but Roman Emperor is not the Lord. They added, Roman Emperor is not the Lord. Roman Emperor is not God. But uh, in Japan, uh, even Christians, they say Jesus is the Lord, but hesitate to add the next part, Emperor is not the Lord, Emperor is not God. So during the uh, World War II, uh, also a very severe uh, persecution of uh, the Christian churches. Hundreds of uh, pastors were imprisoned, uh, but they were uh, forced to go to the shrine uh, to worship. So the pastors led the church members to go to the shrine to worship, and then come to the church and start the worship service. Uh, the reason they say is uh, to save the lives of the members as a pastor. Uh, if we say emperor is not God, we'll be killed. Uh, then uh, to save the lives of uh, our members, we need to be also, anyway, we are Japanese. Uh, so uh, we better uh, respect and worship the Lord. Uh, emperor. So, 99% of the Japanese churches are compromised. This series is called To the Ends of the Earth. Mm. The church is geographically to the ends of the earth. So what does that phrase mean for you today? I believe that the ends of the earth, um, in one sense, the peripheries uh, to, to the uh, unnoticed, um, even very near to us, uh, physically, geographically, there are people who are neglected, uh, people who are not seen, uh, having uh, difficulties in their lives uh, due to many political or economic uh, in different reasons. But uh, there are people uh, living in the peripheries and uh, these people, uh, I think to me, is. Uh, end of the earth, like uh, people who cannot hear. Mm -hmm. Wycliffe is finding at the initial stage of uh, doing sign language uh, translation and also who are blind, uh, the visual impaired. Uh, those people are also very difficult to uh, reach. Uh, but uh, they are there, very near to us, but uh, they, they are the ones, I think. 
And, and finally, Jesus the game changer. What does that phrase mean to you? Mm. Jesus uh, changes uh, uh, everything. Um, uh, a person needs to be uh, changed. But also when you go into a ministry, it, it is inevitable uh, that you will also change. You will be transformed. Uh, but also the gospel message, the word of God changes the, the culture uh, and the history of the ethnic uh, groups. And so I, I believe also Japan, in terms of uh, culture, it is really against Christianity, but uh, culture needs to be changed and the uh, gospel is the agent uh, of a change, I believe. Yeah.